0: Hello and welcome to Down the Slope, I'm Ewan and today we are joined by Harry and Darth Vader, Greg. (laughs)
1: Hey! That's straight off Harry, well done pal, keep me (laughs) excited, love
0: it. How you doing lads? Annoyed. I'm excited
2: <laughs> that Greg's back but I'm raging that Hibs exist that's kind of where I'm at in my life so yeah
0: So this week we've got a disappointing home draw with Dundee United to look over um, we'll touch on the the Aloha game as well um, so a good week in terms of you got to the semi-final cup but probably not two performances that I guess two performances that sort of reflect our opposites each other um, and then we've got St Mern on Wednesday night and Rangers next weekend we'll be previewing both of the games tonight because obviously we won't really get the chance to record before Christmas and then we'll have a little bit of sort of festivities and Harry we have a Harry's High B quiz back he is back purely so he didn't sacrifice the three points. <laughs>
1: pull so, myself off my deathbed tonight, just to just so that you didn't get three points, and that's where I'm at at campment stage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so let's get let's get straight into it. Um, we'll start with the Dundee night game, uh, and we'll sort of touch on the little game as we go. Harry, um, another two points dropped at home. We created what I don't know six, seven really good chances. Only took one of them. And the one that we scored, it wasn't even a chance really. Not, like, it was a good ball in that um, obviously everyone missed and it ended up in the back of the net. Just how disappointing was, was Saturday afternoon?
2: For me personally, I don't think performance wise you can knock the players. I think that from front to back we played really well. However, if, as I said in the group chat, if you create that many chances and don't take more than one of them, as you said, it wasn't even a chance that we scored from, I don't think you deserve to win a football match. Um, like, we, if we'd won that game 7-8-1, or eight, one, or 8-0, no, I don't think Dundee United could have complained. Like, we literally created that many solid chances. dodge if he'd had that game off the back of the Aberdeen game we had last year, I think that he would have been sent packing back to Wales, because I, good strikers get in a position in which they have clear-cut chances, but you can't miss... Four in a game and get away with it, in my opinion. I know, like, their goalkeeper don't take anything away from Seagrest. He was unbelievable. Like, that's probably the best performance I've seen in any Hibbs game this season so far. it was every single thing that went towards the goal, he just flew at and he just managed to get a touch on it. The one in the second half from Doyage that we thought he just chucked it wide. The fact that Seagrest managed to get a touch on that was unbelievable. Like, it was such a good save. But, yeah, it was one of those days. Like, for me personally, that was the most gutted I've been all season. I know we've had the Hearts game. That was just kind of a deflator. But this one here, like, I understand why Jack Ross was so raging in the dressing room because if you set your team up to go and dominate a game and they dominate it like they do and you somehow don't come out with a victory, it's just baffling. Like, I think that was – I think we played better that game than we did against Hamilton or Motherwell. I just don't think we were clinical. its I don't know what the problem is because away from home – We don't create as many chances, but we score them. And then at home, we create barrel loads of chances against a lot of teams, but we just don't convert. It's just so frustrating because if we'd literally, if we'd replicated the home form that we've done away from home, we'd literally be challenging Rangers at the moment for the tight. Well, not quite Rangers, but we'd be miles ahead of Celtic. So it is something that needs to get sorted, but I don't know where it is. Greg?
1: Where do we start? You've got 13 shots on goal eight on target, and you score once. It's not good enough. You know, Jack Ross said, look, the goalie made good saves in the first half. He did, yes. No excuse in the second half. It was unbelievable how just shit we are in front of goal at home, because we are shit in front of goal at home. We're terrible at home. A way we can go and scud teams 3-4-0 at home, though, totally different mindset, totally different outcome, I think we're sixth best home form in the league. Aye, that's, that's not good enough. That is not good enough for me. I mean, Deutsch and Nisbet have been excellent this season. But Deutsch needs to look at himself after Saturday because that was totally unacceptable. And there, there's really no other way to say it, say it because it isn't good enough. And no wonder Jack Ross is raging. I was furious. It's so because even though you can't see Dundee United scoring, the longer the game goes on, they've got a chance because yeah. we can't kill the game. And I think the water me, is wet. Right. Dundee United pop up a equalise equaliser in the 91st minute. And you've chucked two points for nothing. Right. That, yeah. And you, I think for
0: me, like, the. Um, I don't know if it's an over. I mean, maybe being too relaxed at home, it's like, oh, will create more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think maybe when you think about away from home, we are, we tend, obviously barring maybe the the Ross County game, I would say obviously I put Aberdeen at Celtic Park we not really have that many chances to score, but other than the Ross County game, away from home, we've we, we pretty much, we're pretty much taking every chance that we get and I don't know if maybe we're more tuned in uh, away from home like there's more concentration because maybe we, we realise that we are only get, going to get two or three chances so if we want to win the game we need to be taking them whereas maybe at home there's it's like maybe subconsciously that it's like oh, we will we'll onto the next one maybe there's a wee bit more concentration in the final third whatever it is and then I think that in turn turned round onto the defence it um, it's hard to see out a game. Let's be, let's be totally honest. No matter who you're playing, um, if you're only 1-0 up with five, ten minutes to go, the other team is going to get a chance. It ha- how, like You watch any game of football, no matter what level it is, you go into injury time and the team that's chasing it, you always feel like they're going to get a snapshot or something like that. And at the weekend, like, I've seen people say maybe Paul Hanlon could have closed down better. Or I know you guys weren't convinced about Newell if he should only be intercepting it if he's sure. But for me, that's just an extremely unlucky goal. I don't think Paul Hanlon can close the guy down any quicker. Was it McNulty? I don't think he can get out quicker. And if he does go full pelt, he probably gives away a penalty. Because if McNulty sees someone sprinting across to him, he's just going to nick it inside, and then Hanlon's not going to have time to set himself. And Newell's probably... Interf- like if he doesn't intercept that cross it's going straight to Shankland. I think it was Shankland. Yeah, there's two I think maybe uh, I think it was maybe Gorgich and Portress were there, but obviously Newell's gonna try and intercept that ball. And the spin on the ball wiped Paul McGinn right out of play and it's basically it's on a plate for Luke Bolton. The spin on the ball is slowed down perfectly just for him to meet and Marsh Arnold's got no chance. Like that I don't think there's anything you can do about that goal. I, I For
1: me, it sounds shame, but for me, I just want to blame somebody. Looking back, you can't really blame anyone. You're angry if Neil doesn't try and get an interception in there, and you're angry that he does.
0: Exactly.
2: The only thing I'd say about it is like Neil has burst a gut to get back there and get the interception, which I do appreciate. But the thing is, for me, I'd much rather see him accidentally scud it in the back of his own net from there. Because I think he has got, like, with the momentum I had, I think he's got enough momentum that he could blast that ball over the bar and give away a corner, which I think would have been a better situation. But obviously, he's tried to just force it out the danger area and he's accidentally put it right into the danger area. As you say, it's just a really unlucky goal. Um, I don't think we can complain too much on the luck aspect based on the fact that not our much. goal was a complete fluke. Oh, yeah, not, oh, not,
1: not much. quite. It's
0: more I think, that, well, I think that. that is, that is it all stems from not taking your chances. We've not Aye. again. We've defended well. Dundee United had. What Shanklin had a decent chance early doors, sort of from a really quick counter that Marciano dealt with well. Um, no, he maybe had a shot in the first half. If just went wide to the post. Dundee United came into the game a bit more, especially when they changed to four four two. But they never created, and again we defended well. And that's when you need you're attacking players who it's hard to be overly critical of them because they have performed really well this season. But that's you need them to step up and make it 2 0. And we may Tam McManus said it on commentary, I think fucking fact, two seconds after we scored. If we score again, the game's over. We're not conceding two goals at the weekend. And it's it's just it's frustrating. And I think you've seen this the St Johnston game aside, We've not been that bad at home. We just aren't scoring the goals. Like Celtic, we probably, Celtic was poor defended moments from Hanlon and Porteous. But again, though, we probably could have scored again in that game to kill it, especially at 2 1. And then Motherwell, 0 0. we created chances here and there, never took them. Nisbet missed 2 or 3. Aberdeen, we missed chances. Like Rangers, I guess, like the, I think the draw was the fair result. Like, we, have played the be- we have played the better teams, if you like, at home and the lesser teams away from home. But we touched on it last week, Harry. Obviously, Greg-, Greg was posted absent. But we're in the middle now of a run of games where we- or we've just started a run of games where we really need to be winning against these teams. And they are all Easter Road. and. I don't want to be too critical of the home form before we've seen these games through. Because if we go ahead and then, if we beat St Mirren, and then after that we've got Livy and Ross County at home, if we win their games, then I guess it's not so bad. Do you know what I mean? You've still only lost one game at home this season. like, But it's just incredibly frustrating. And Doy just... For me, I think like we've only missed the target we won. And that was Nisbet. You know what I mean? Like, So there has to be an element of holding your hands up and going, yeah, right, we should have done better. But at the same time, fair play to Dundee United, for, to the goalkeeper. Like, It's like we say we deserve the point against Rangers, but at the end of the day, if Marciano doesn't pull out one of the best double saves I've ever seen, probably until the weekend, then we lose that game. So it swings around
1: a bit, you know? But it's, it's
0: incredible.
1: I think there's a chance in the second half and I think he's just been lazy with it he's just swung his foot he's, he's not thought about direction he's just swung his foot this, this is where the frustration comes in because we're not, we're not being clever enough we're just snatching at things it seems we get to like 60-70 minutes at home we're one the up we just start snatching at things to try and get that second goal and then, then it doesn't come and then the pressure's on everyone else the pressure's on the defence the midfield and it then spirals because they know what happens. It's almost like they subconsciously know that we can concede here. And that's always on their mind. And And towards the end of the game, we were just hammering the ball at the park. No direction, no looking to see the game out, having possession. And it was just coming straight back to us. I would, I, for me personally, I would prefer to see us try and take the ball and... Hold possession for a while instead of just giving it back to them because it only only comes one way and it's straight back to us.
0: What uh on you go hi? No, no, you go, you go. I was just, so I think do you, do you think the again, not to be overly critical of the player, but do you think the introduction in Gogic didn't help that? Um but maybe holding on to the ball. I think Halberg was knackered and obviously with Stevie Mallon not being on the bench, Gogic was pretty much the only option. Obviously, him or Stephen McGinn, two players that would do pretty much the same job anyway. Do you think that change impacted our ability to hold on to the ball? Um,
2: I'm I'm not trying to say it from a, like, obviously you know I'm, like, the biggest Papa Gogic fan going, but I think he played a few decent passes when he came on. He put Boyle through, in the wing excellent ball through, and then as soon as he got on the ball, he picked it up, like, the thing I've noticed since he's come back from his injury, I think Ross has tried to like made it clear to him, when you get the ball, get it out of your feet and get it to someone else. Because he'd get on the ball and he'd put it straight back to the centre-backs. Obviously, some people get annoyed that like, the Michael Carricks of the world get criticised because he gets the ball and he just passes it backwards just to keep possession. But with a player like Gogic, who's just there to try and break it up, I think blaming it on him would be very harsh. I don't think that he could... Especially with the way the ball went off the side of the pitch, I think it would be very harsh to pin the blame on him or even that tactical change because that's the type of player, the reason you sign Gogic is to try and be the one that helps you hold on to these leads. Um, obviously, he's not necessarily done it there. But, yeah, that's my two cents on that one.
1: I think as well, he comes on and he's made two rash tackles, I believe. I think it was yeah, two know. rash tackles he made. I mean, what has he been told before he goes on? He just, just getting a boot out or...? just start taking bodies, because that puts us under pressure as well. I did comment as soon as, like when he was still getting his instructions
0: from John Potter, they sort of panned to the camera just before he came on, and it was very clear that John Potter pointed to our half, or pointed to the attacking half, and just said, basically said, just stay back. So, But I don't know, I get, I'm not pinning it on goggish but I do think that when he came on was sort of the signal of Right, okay, we've had enough. And to be fair to Jack Ross, I would probably have done the same thing. Like, how many chances do we need to kill this? Doi does to no score any no score today, Nisbet's no scoring, Boyle's no scoring, let's just sharp shop and see this out. And to be honest, I was confident that I was as confident as you can be 1 0 up. You know what I mean? Like, and if we see it out, so let's just say, right, Joe Newell gets a slightly heavier touch on it and that falls into Marciano's hands. We're no, we no sitting saying, "Oh, we never kept one of the ball, or we never done this." We're saying, "Right, we should have won five or five or six, but we defended well." You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that's, I know we we obviously had some like not cross words of that, but we had like people calling, saying, "Oh, Hibs are shite, Hibs are perfect. Like, We're no, like that. We're no. Like, let's just get one. Like, we created. You can't say we should have won four or five mil and then say we were shite. Um, do,
1: but that, that I just act, attacked. <laughs> like, 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 I, wasn't, I wasn't saying that Hibs were really pathetic I said the finishing was pathetic no
0: I'm, not, I'm just saying like, in general there was a massive feeling like and again it comes. so you look at Alo again we scored two goals against Alo but we created half the chances and played not even close to as well but you won so you know what I mean? Like where, where's the balance? And something that I've immediately sprung to my mind was, maybe a month ago or so, I think in the last few weeks we've read the tag, but we were saying that Hibs are boring. Would we, we weren't boring at the weekend, we just never finished. Would it have been better to be boring at the weekend than one one now? And scoring on, you know what I mean? Where like, because for me the first thing that came in my head was obviously Greg said he would rather see even if it meant sacrificing some points, he would rather see Hibs always play football. Well, at the weekend we did, we didn't capitalize on it. But then, so you can't really be that critical, other than the fact that we didn't score. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be some we can't have our cake and eat it.
1: I think what was born at the weekend was the fact we couldn't score. That was <laughs> See, the thing is for me,
2: if you imagine that Hibs are are chippy and at the side of the fryer, you've got a massive fish, you've got a fish about half the size. What Hibs have done this week is we've put the fish that is half the size, which is a League Cup fish, in the fryer when we've got the bigger fish to fry, which was the Dundee United game. We should have won the Dundee United game and no the Alloa game because the Dundee United game was more important. And that's the problem. This league cup malarkey needs right. out our face, and we need to progress in the league. I'm doubling down, boys. That's the problem. Right, so that's a night. I'm, <laughs> <a name. laughs> I'm not bothered if I'm biting here, but that is a horrific
1: call. for you.
0: No, <laughs> I'm just
2: like. I feel like I've got a bit of egg on my face now and I feel that like if I back down from it, I'm going to look <laughs> even worse. So I'm just going to carry on the agenda that the League Cup is stinking and then hopefully Hibs will keep putting more egg on my face. That's the hopes from this point. So, so
0: yeah. there's is, this is a nice tangent into the Alola game. So, I think Harry's mindset privately has entirely changed following <laughs> the result on Wednesday night uh, in Paisley. So, just... A game without getting ahead of ourselves, a game isn't until January, but just to talk about it, obviously, with Rangers going out, Aberdeen are out, Hearts are out, Celtic are out, Hibs are the only team in the top half of the table that are left in the tournament. Does that worry you? Because I'm shiting myself. It worries me. (laughs) Because it's Hibs, isn't it? I'm fully confident that the team are better than St. Johnston, are better than St Marin are better than Livy. We are dispatching of these teams with a pretty good um, ratio, especially away from home. <laughs> um, obviously, if we win the semi-final, we've got two games at Hamden, Big Park. Does that make it more like a home game for Hibs? And does that make it um, less likely that we win the game, Addy?
1: Well,
0: uh,
1: you go. Sorry, Harry. Um, I hope that we don't take a home form into Hamden, in, even if it is like a home, a home game, because my word, that will be a full-blown meltdown. <laughs> Let me take you back to, to 2016. Obviously, not, not not the Big Cup, Harry. But we were in that final, and we were, we were, we were a better team than Ross County, let's be honest, we were, we were better than them. And we chucked that as well. I don't, I don't even want to go back to the Levy final in 2000, whatever it was. Three. I still have nightmares Four. about that. Four. Like, Four. It's just, I would be confident if we hadn't been here before and seen what could happen before. I'm I'd confident be
0: confident that, if our name confident confident wasn't I'm Hibernian Football Club. But on the same note, I'm confident that we win the semi-final. Mate, see the problem with the semi final We've beat we beat St.
2: Johnston before. No, listen, listen. We play St. Johnston away from home, we win. We play St. Johnston at home, we didn't win. Nobody knows what the formula is <laughs> for the middle ground. I'm, so, I, I'm lost. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I don't know. You know, it's fearfully unknown at this point. Um, on paper, as always, I think that we are substantially better than the three teams that are left in the competition. I don't think there's any questions about that. Um, but St Johnstone haven't actually been that far gone um, from doing it themselves. And there's actually still quite a few players in and around the club that were there at the time. Um, They won the Scottish Cup, didn't they? uh, yeah, indeed. Um, So I don't think... Hey, (laughs) but as Greg touched on, um, Hamden hasn't been our um, happiest place for the most part. Obviously, we had our League Cup a uh, few years back now and then we had the... I I don't think we've ever mentioned it. um, The time we beat Rangers in the Cup final... Um, Obviously, we had that not too long ago. (laughs) But, um, yeah, Hamden, it's always a great day out, but it's normally misery by the end of it. So, hopefully, whilst we're not there, I think, being honest, the thing that will swing it, I think the fact that this squad itself got beat off hearts, that's a massive kick in the gut. If they get beat by St. Johnston, that could potentially... Proper demoralise the squad and proper put a dent in the squad. So I think they need to at least win the semi final because if not, then they're serial bottlers before they've even managed to gel together as a squad. So that is a massive game, perhaps, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think again, obviously, we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but maybe just to wrap up, I think anytime you've seen, uh, I think even Jack Ross as well, but anytime any of the playing squad have done any interviews talking about the season, they always reference the Hearts game as being a disappointment, as being the black mark on the season. I think they know and they want to put that right. Um, I think when the time comes, obviously, barring injuries, suspensions, whatever, I think we win the game and I think we win it well. Um, I would, look, we're not great against St John's at Easter Road, but people, St Johnson are our bogey team. No, they're no. They beat us twice in ten games. Let's not like, I'm sorry, let's not get, let's not just make things up because it seems good, like. We've lost twice in ten games against St Johnston. Uh Livy, we've got a good record against St Mirren. We've got a cracking record against. So I think we should be extremely confident of winning the league cup. And it'll be. And at the end of the day, if we win the league cup, it doesn't matter what we do. If it doesn't matter where we finish in the league, it'll have been a good season. And if you finish top four, then it's, at the end of the day, I come in every season. Think the the way I have to ten out of ten is win a trophy, and qualify for Europe. And we now, what, what was it, the 21st of December or something, we will not have a better opportunity to do both the things in one season I genuinely think in years. We're on the verge of having a very good season. We're a country mile ahead. It teams in fifth place in the league. And we're playing four small clubs across in a, in, in, a, in a semi-final and final. So I don't think Hibs should be nervous. I think we should I think we should accept the favourites tag and let that give us a confidence and go out and play like favourites. Hibs will never be short at odds to win a trophy, I don't think, like ever. <laughs> um, so obviously we mentioned St Mirren there. We've got St Mirren during, during the week on Wednesday night. Form team in the league. They are unbeaten in eleven or twelve games now. They, eye. they beat Saint John's. Obviously, they beat Rangers last week. And uh, I was going to say an extra time, but it was in ninety minutes. And then they beat Saint John's at the weekend as well, late on. Both games three two. We played Saint John's once this season, obviously already. Um, beat. i played. Aye, this is only the second time we played them. We beat them convincingly <laughs> in Paisley now. And what, what do you expect on Wednesday? I think. I think it'll be a good game. I think, I think St Mirren will come and try and play football. I don't think they'll sit in. I really don't. I think they'll think they can get at us. And they're going to have confidence. So I think it might suit us. I think it might suit us. Um, and I think we'll want to bounce back. Um, I
2: think that it's a scary game. It's definitely, for me, a trap game written all over it. Because, as you said, they are the form team in the league, which is not something you'd expect when Rangers and Celtic are both in that league. Um but the thing is, against Rangers, I don't think that like obviously they didn't create too many chances, but they did try to create chances, if that makes sense. Because you get a lot of teams that will go up against Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Aberdeen's, and they'll just sit in, and then they'll try and create maybe one or two chances and hope for the best. But that St Mirren team was determined to get goals. Like they weren't not scoring that game, and I didn't catch any of the St Johnston game. But again, coming from behind to win games and. Any league is a, is, is a very difficult task. And the fact they managed to do that in back to back games is very impressive. Um, obviously, Pai and Bovril is off is not at the moment, cheesing at how good St. Mirren are. And um, if you follow him on Twitter, he has been singing their praises a lot. And I hold his opinion in quite high regard because he does know his football. And um, he doesn't tend to be delusional over St. Mirren. So I do think that Jim Goodwin has somehow got them playing nice football, which is not the type of man you'd be expecting that from because obviously he was a bit of a thug when he was a player, but he has got them playing slick football. Um, and it's nice to see the future Hibs players playing well, because um, obviously they'll all be joining us in January, which is great, especially <laughs> that McGrath scored twice against Rangers. Um, but yeah, I would expect end-to-end football. I'm hoping this will be Greg's type of game. Hibs will score loads of goals, will concede loads, but who cares because it was exciting. What do you think, Greg?
1: That's what Harry said. I think I would like that. <laughs> um... I, I don't know, I think we, we need to go and make a statement to be fair um, I think it's really time to, to put a team of the sword at home, I think we, we really need to do that because and I hope they're hurting after the weekend because they should be, you know, it, it's tough to take, it's hard but we need to come out on Wednesday and hammer them you know, why Why not make a statement, we've done it away for home, take we'll me start being clinical at home as well and you know, St and obviously will have their tails up and fair play to them. They've, they've been very good lately, picking up some good points. So it won't be easy, but maybe them not sitting in will suit us. You know, maybe them coming out to play and looking to try and hit us on the, hit us on the break or, or get at us, will suit us because with the pace we've got, we can certainly get in behind them. But we need to be um, defensively solid, first of all, not too solid because... What a high scoring game but yeah I think that we, we, we need to we need to go out and, and score convincingly and, and win the game convincingly and send them back to Paisley the bill between our legs give somebody a good scudding
0: So you both talk, you both spoke there about my um, best statement victory would be nice it's crazy eh? we've just had two statement victories we've just won back to back away games 4-0 and 3-0 but it's just the way football is and especially with us at home just now what is a statement victory? What, what does that look like, uh, score-wise or performance-wise? 70% possession, loads of chances created, loads of chances scored, or just goals, win,
1: what? No, having a throw outside the 18-yard box all game. <laughs> half a half-time and full-time. <laughs> um, I think a statement victory is, is where we go and play them off the park, score so, three, four goals, you know. So 3 now. But like a comfortable sort of three nil would be. Aye, not, not like a hanging on for a hanging on to one 0 for eighty minutes and scoring two on the counter. That's not convincing to me, but definitely, a, definitely three nil convincing. Play on the front foot. Um, but yeah, but I think that we, we we do need to make a statement at home. We've not been clinical enough at home for me.
0: Would a performance like the weekend, but with a couple more goals, do the trick?
1: Yeah, as long as we don't have that... No, it wasn't even a 10-minute period at the weekend. It was more a 35-minute period at the weekend for Dundee United where they they came and attacked us. But, yeah, I think it was an open game, but I would like to see us really pin pin St. Marin and just knock the ball about. You know, I feel like we don't don't do that enough towards our stages in games. Certainly at home, I feel like we're we're just too quick to get rid of it. But, yeah, I think... um, Keeping possession, three goals, even a couple for Deutsch if if he fancies turn up on Saturday, so, yeah, on Wednesday.
0: Cool, and Harry, what's a, what's a statement victory today look like for Hibs, or a statement performance look like for Hibs on Wednesday night? Exactly That performance at the weekend, but adding an extra goal. If we'd won 2 and all that game,
2: I think that would be a massive statement for the club. Because, um, as you say, the only thing that we're struggling with at the moment is our home form, and I think... For me, if you win by two goals and you've dominated the game thoroughly, for me, that is a statement saying, come play us and see what happens. Like, yeah. uh, squaring up to the big man and actually batting him. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 feeling confident. I know that St Myrna are in good form, but I think if we played the way that we did, I don't think that we'll have many games that are that unlucky. And I know that St Myrna are in good form, but I don't think that their keeper's going to have a 12 out of 10 performance. So, I'm hoping that if I was to give a score prediction, I'll get one in early today. Um, I'll go for a cheeky B 3-1-Hibs. I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet because I think that St. Martin, as you say, will come at us. So I'll go 3-1-Hibs. And Greg, what guess give us
0: your score prediction here?
1: 8-4.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll take... I think 4-1. Uh, I, th- I think
1: four, one, I
0: think four, one. Four.
1: Yeah.
0: I prefer 8-4. I'll take... <laughs> I'll take 2-0, um, Hibbs. I think it'll be a tough game. Um, I think it will suit us, but I, do, I, I think it'll be a hard game. Um, St men are decent. If they win, uh, they'd be tied with Motherwell in fifth, depending on Motherwell's result during the week. Because we've said it plenty of times, but there's between Motherwell and fifth and Hamilton and 11th, there's four points. Um, so... I think that does put into perspective just how well we have done this season, uh, that we are considerably further ahead than the chasing pack. But I'll take 2-0. I think if any of us are in our predictions, that would be a massive confidence boost going into the game on Boxing Day at Ibrox.
1: Which will win because it's away from home.
0: <laughs> so that's confidence for Greg. Then Harry, anywhere nearly as confident? Mate, I don't see any reason why not. Last time we
2: played them on Boxing Day, we absolutely mugged them off. We were crap, but we got a point anyway. But this time we're going to be quality and we're going to get three points. And you can what see when you look at the league table. It's going to have a one in the loss column. And that one's going to stand for hips. And I'm going to be pure buzzing. That's going to be my Christmas present. I've got it sorted with Santa and everything.
0: Bye. <laughs> <Why? laughs> We've got, got the big man on speed dial, have you? I no, nah, of course, too. I've, you need them
1: these days, eh? Sometimes. What's he what's he said about three five two?
0: Oh, he says that
2: he's gonna deliver it to you one day, but he says that you've been a naughty boy this year, so instead you're getting a four four two flat. <laughs>
0: that
1: sounds about right, aye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so obviously look, going to Ibrox is gonna to be tough. Um hopefully we're going in. Look at the end it feels weird doing another league game in advance of the St Mirren game, but um aye, it would just be we just wouldn't fit in. Um, it's going to be tough Um it could be an entirely different game dependent on how we do on Wednesday. I'm not sure who Rangers have this midweek um, but I know it's not us, Aberdeen or Celtic so you would expect them to win. Um, hopefully we're going back into the game potentially in second place or third depending on how Aberdeen do it mother well and again I don't know who Celtic have got midweek so could well be a first versus four for a first versus second clash or third, but for me, I'm sort of online with both of you. We have very good away form, and well, I bring back the famous line: "Quietly confident." No.
2: Hey, you love no. this, see it. Oh, this is Christmas all over.
1: Definitely it? not. It's been a while. It's been a while. <laughs> get, that, get that maroon Christmas jumper off, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That is disgusting. We're just showing
0: some solidarity with our um, friends across yeah. the city. I know they're going. We're
1: showing absolutely nothing to them.
0: They're going a little bit. They're going through a little bit of a, a tough twenty-four hours or so because um, they fucking bottled it again. So excellent. <laughs> but they can they can put the semi-final uh, on the on the way on this day in twenty twenty and years go forward and we will politely remind them that they absolutely fucked the final. Just like Rangers did when they beat Celtic in 2016. But anyway, we go to Ibrox at the weekend. Um, We've got a pretty shit recent record there recently. Um, To be honest, we've got a pretty shit record against Rangers since Lennon left. Um, Mine, obviously, we've got the point early in the season. Do you see the game following pretty much the same pattern as it did at Easter Road? We were pretty defensive. We did play 3-5-2 that day, and we matched Rangers up pretty much man for man. The back three took their sort of front three. The wing-backs pinned back to and Barisic. What, what do you expect from Hibs uh, on Boxing Day?
2: I just hope we make game a game of it. I think the problem at Celtic Park is we conceded early, and uh, as soon as that Because obviously we went into that game with quite a decent amount of momentum. We looked good and stuff in recent weeks. Then they scored and it just kind of took the wind at the side. I know we did create a few good chances, but again, we didn't take any. So I think if we can score first, I think that we can actually make a really good game of it. Obviously, it's easier said than done. Rangers defensively this season have been outstanding. Um, I don't think you can really take much away from Gerrard. I've been a big critic of him in the past. Um, But I do think that Rangers have built a side that looks competent enough to win the league. Um and all joking aside, I think it's going to be a very difficult game for Hibs. Uh, but in years gone by, when we've been challenging for a third, we've went there and randomly won three 0 when they've went on to win the league. I think so. Yeah. We've got every chance of pulling off an upset. Uh, obviously, the Saint Maryn game's a massive dent for Rangers. Um, and then we thought that there was potential that they were going to get beat off Motherwell, who is a lot worse aside than Hibs are this season, as we proved recently. So if Motherwell can go there and get a um. Decent performance in for eighty minutes before they capitulated. I don't see any reason why Hibs can't as well, and it's not the worst time to play them. They're not playing at their best the last couple of games, so hopefully, if they have another knock this midweek, then we can take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, yeah I think for me, it's, uh, do we play defensively? I think we maybe maybe we should. We're not overly defensive. I we mean, choose to love the uh, love the opportunity to, to hit them on the counter. I, I, they are a good team, but look, St. man and beat them. Matt. Who was expecting that? You know, I think they already had their name engraved in the trophy. Sure. So, but yeah, I, th- I think we should go there and give ourselves the best chance we have to win the game. You know, yeah, I, I, think... I, I don't, I don't think four four two is the answer against them. We'll get overrun in midfield. So. I don't want to say it again, but three five two is definitely the way forward on Boxing Day.
0: It wouldn't surprise me to see Hibbs go three five two um for this game. It worked well against Rangers at Ibrox, but um in fact sorry, I wouldn't be against it but it would surprise me. Um what would surprise me is if we start with two strikers. Um I would be surprised I would like us to play three five two, but I think we'll see a four five one. Um I think you're looking at Boyle and Wright in the wide areas. Maybe McGinnis. actually. I think, yeah, I think we're going to be looking at 4-5-1. I think McGinnis off the left, Boyle off the right, Gogich, Halberg, and Newell in the middle of the park. And as far as I'm concerned, Hibs fans better not have too much of a hangover when we wake up on Boxing Day because the first 45 minutes isn't going to be fun. I think look at the Celtic game at Easter Road, and then, But also look at the Celtic game at Celtic Park and compare them. We conceded early at Celtic Park and, I look, at halftime, was it 2-0 that day at halftime? And everyone felt like we were in my a chance to get, get, of doing something. If we go 2-0 down in, in the first half at Ibrox, we are not getting anything for that game. We then against Celtic at home, by all accounts, we were shite going forward and on the ball but Celtic done nothing. All the play was in front of us. We made it hard for them to get through. We sat in, we were tight. And then within 15 minutes of the second half, we were two goals up. Like, don't, I'm under no illusions that I expect Rangers to have 60-70% of the ball in the first half. I would like Hibs to carry a threat more so than we did against Celtic in the first half, similarly to what we did against Rangers at Easter Road. Because I've spoken about this with... Obviously some some mates that support dangers and stuff and look, their defence is good, but as far as I'm concerned, I judge them off when they play hibs because I'm not really that arsed about what I, what they do in other games. I don't pay maybe I'll watch but I'm not paying that much attention. We've shown that you can get at them. Like we scored Bo- Boyle got in behind Barisic. Fucking Dre Wright scored. Like, <laughs> <That is laughs> like, <Bruce Powell>. like <laughs> I think if we're going to have a chance in the game, I don't necessarily, obviously scoring first is a massive help, but I think for me, being level at half time will be key. Um, the longer the game stays level, I think the more anxious Rangers will become. They might start to lose their patterns of play and stuff. For me, it'll be interesting to see what Team Rangers put out, because again, they've got a big squad. And they've obviously got a game during the week as well, but I think the St Mirren game, what it did, look, I don't think we're going to see that 11 against us, but what it showed is that probably there's backup players maybe Ernie, at the level that Gerard thought they were. So I'd imagine they'll probably be pretty full strength during the weekend. They will be again against us, so there might be some tired legs there. And if we can go out and put on a performance against St Mirren and maybe get Nisbet off the park, get Boyle off the park, like like utilise the five subs and get players off the pitch with sort of 20 minutes to go if we're comfortable, then that could be massive for us and I think the longer the game stays level and Hibs are in a chance of winning it then Saturday aside we know that we have the players that will create chances and we know that we have the players that can score goals and it'll be hard it'll, it'll be hard but we definitely have a chance but it will it will be a tough game Um we won't just have anything else to sort of it's hard, it's hard to talk about the Rangers game until you've seen the St Mirren game because you don't know what teams are going to be like, etc. But like Harry say, they've got decent memories of going through to uh, Ibrox at time. the last time we were through there. Is there anything that really worries you about this weekend? No. Mate, no, I... So st- I don't
1: think we should be worried, to be honest.
2: i being honest, I just, I hate Rangers. And <laughs> <see> that- <laughs> I hate Celtic and I hate Hearts and see Rangers they're in the same category I just wish all three teams the very worst if they could all lose every game it'd be amazing so I hope Chuck Aberdeen
0: is there Bob- pardon? Chuck Aberdeen
2: is they ah, nah, there no, they're not quite that level The eh? way, but um, it's it's going to make me a bit sad inside seeing Hibs play against Rangers at Ibrox and are no fans there even though we only get about 12 fans now these days it's, see when you score at Ibrox and the whole stadium goes quiet, you can just hear their roar from like the 800 fans that actually get in. It's amazing, what and I'm it. glad that's not going to happen this week. But you know, we'll hopefully hear the what do you call it roars. Uh, Papa Gogic as he slams in his sixth goal of the game. So that's <laughs> what.
0: <laughs> Ibrox has a unique sort of. I think it's probably because of where you're located in the stand and the sheer lit- volume of you that. It is either the best away day or the worst. Like like, like there is no in-between. Like it's and that's no me sucking up to how good a stadium Ibrox is. I just think it the location that where the fans are, the fact that like you say there's only eight hundred and a fifty thousand stadium, winning at Ibrox, other than winning at Tynecastle, and the it that Again, I would say they're totally different experiences because it's, it's a derby, but it's, it's like eyebrows, you get that sense of just getting right, f- fucking up. Like what you said earlier about squaring up to the big man and actually battering him. Like, uh, we're saying uh, that we should have an inferiority complex when you play Rangers, but when there's 50,000 fans against 800, you feel like a fucking king if you walk. But then, like, the worst... Essentially I- what you got, you're essentially
2: Frodo and Sam going into Mordor, getting a ring involved, they like, taking on all those Orcs.
0: i You've never seen Lord of the Rings, no, you no, can
1: That's going way over my head,
0: I know. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Yous have never seen Lord of the Rings? Hate it, mate. Hate it. What? Yous are both
2: starting minus one points on high, Harry's high B quiz. That's unacceptable, <laughs> chat, like.
1: At least I can walk out my dignity intact, though. Oh, oh my I hope, God. I hope that this
0: isn't, uh, hope that this isn't um, overlapping any uh, questions that you might have later on, Harry. But... <laughs>
1: We've all experienced amazing days at Ibrox. For you what what's your favourite one? Oh um Scott Allen's debut, second time round, where he, 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 was, he was just turning everyone uh, Turned everyone inside out. Obviously they got a, a goal and then Scott Allen wins a penalty and uh, Drew McLaren does his best to miss, being a Rangers fan himself, um, but thankfully it goes in. Um Just for them scoring, and then you go out up the end and score yourself, that is unbelievable. Because a lot of people didn't see the GBH that that happened from (laughs) Tavernay on Scotland. They didn't believe it was a penalty, but a definite penalty. And, I mean, mate, you walk out there, you've won 2-1, and you're just buzzing eh? (laughs) Like, nothing can compare to the feeling of winning the Ibrox. I miss the days of getting the full end behind the goals. I was in the cut, wasn't it? Yeah, well, that was just too easy, eh? <laughs> <laughs> That was far too easy that season. We have walked into town and took six goals off them in two visits with no goals for them. Eh? That's crazy. Been,
0: been Imagine demanding. we at that, but we've
2: just done it in the one hour at the weekend, 6-0, That's us do it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Harry,
0: we you The one-trip. I think I know what your favourite. I think I know what your favourite one is, Harry. But
2: um, I'm, I'm the same as every other Hibs fan. Obviously, the game we did lose six-one, but that Scott Allen pass—that's what <laughs> it's all about. <laughs> now I'm joking. I think he's doing it. Um, it's maybe apart from the cup final in Europe, it might actually be my favourite game. I went to the Lewis Stevenson volley in the last minute. Um, you can see me when he runs over to the corner. You can just see someone's legs dangling in the air because I was in the front row. And then when I jumped up, I jumped over the wall. <laughs> get the front, you can just see my legs in the air celebrating, <laughs> it was magic eh? but um atmosphere that night was unbelievable and then like I'll not get into it but I had a barry day around it as well with family and stuff, it was just such a cracking day, obviously they should have had a penalty at one end when Scott uh, Robertson jumped up and spiked the ball down and then we went up the other end and uh, Stevenson hit the world's worst volley but then the keeper thought it's Louis Stevenson, let's give him a goal and let it <laughs> in um, but yeah, now the Jubilation and delirium after we scored both goals in that game was insanity. Like that might actually be the best celebrations I've had at a goal. Like we went absolutely bonkers. Apart from Bromby away, that's the most scenes I've had at a Habs game. It was craziness, and I'm gutted that we can't experience anything like that on Boxing Day. But oh, what a day that was! What a day.
1: Also, I also quite enjoyed the. Was it three one away for home? With, uh, was, was it? Uh, Aye.
0: Are you, were, uh, we
1: were singing up at half time. aye. And Penny Arcade came on, and we were just having a party. <laughs> they
2: stopped playing that when Hibs go
1: now. They stopped playing that because we all I used don't to sing. Not at all. I don't know if it's just we, when we, we joined in. They weren't expecting that. We joined in. Ken, watching. <laughs> so post, singing Penny Arcade. <laughs> so we've spoke
0: about some of your your favourite memories there at Ibrox. Um, Are Hibs going to recreate that at the weekend? What's your score predictions?
1: 1-0,
2: Hibs. Ken, well, I like Christmas miracles, and a Christmas miracle is going to happen. We're going to get him back. He's going to put whatever numbers he wants on the contract, and he's going to sign it. It's going to be one day and one day only, and Vikintas Slivka (laughs) is going (laughs)
0: to score at Ibrox once again, and it's going to be Hibs 2, Rangers.
2: No, actually, it's going to be a classic. It's going to be Hibs 3, Rangers 2. All the Rangers fans' Christmas is ruined once I again. Free
0: Rangers food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Nah, I'll I'll go for. I'm not actually. This is this is all heart, no head. Um, I'm thinking three, two, hips. Yeah, 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 talking,
0: that's what it's all about. We come on here. Right. We try. We try and fucking we, look. We, we come across as knobs that I think we can what we're talking <laughs> about. Get all fucking analytical. We moan about Hibs no scoring goals and then we say that we're going to win 4-0. Like, <laughs> if someone actually sit and analysed us, they'd probably take us to a shrink and be like, these guys are the biggest hypocrites in the world. But, I Hibs are going to win 3-0 on Boxing Day. Oh, free 3- Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Ivan Sproul signing back, against guess, as well. aye, Jack Cross, you're the one. I like Well I, I mean, I've maybe just started the Christmas baby a bit too early, but nah. <laughs> um, fuck it. at the end of the day, who cares about what we fucking predict? Like <laughs>
1: exactly, what they not in eh? nobody's thinking of well, they predicted that, so let's make it that.
0: Other than that, uh, other than the, the we, <laughs> who was it? The Twitter page that Higgins was an Aberdeen game? <laughs> we got was it Vancouver Hibs or something, and we got. Oh he's my he's my mortal enemy now. Oh, the only reason we
2: lost that's because that guy was too happy before the game. All right, never being happy again. You know what? We're no winning 3 2, we're getting beat 6 1 again on Boxing Day. Thank you, Vancouver Hibs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Harry is the happy clapper though. Obviously. Uh, because they don't they don't understand that Harry is genuinely away with the goalie. Okay. Right. High be of the Week.
0: Paul McGinn won last week, so... Harry. A... Back to back, back to back, back to back. Have we got records? Because I think that's me back in the lead, if I'm not mistaken. I've not been keeping record, mainly because I've not won for about five weeks.
1: <laughs> that's because he keeps picking Kevin. I wonder if we would be the same this week.
0: So, Harry, you, you, your honour
2: this week. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for a guy. Um, he had a good half. Uh, I thought... Uh, aside from his goal I thought he played very well in the first half I thought what he in the way uh, he helped carry the team forward I don't think that out wide is his best position but I think that whilst he's being put there I think he is taking the advantage of it I think Kyle McGuinness um, made himself look like a very good player and I think he's got a lot of potential and I think that he showed on Saturday why we've tried so hard to get him the past couple of years so I'm excited to see what he can do in the future so my high be the week's going to be Kyle McGuinness
1: Okay. Very predictable um, <laughs> Can I abstain from this week's vote? Absolutely <laughs> um, not Who could you pick to be fair? <laughs> I'm going to pick Lewis Stevenson because I've done a great tackle
2: Slacks off Ewan for what you call picking Kevin Isbit every week Is that not like the 18th time in a row
1: you've picked Lewis Stevenson?
0: Oh yeah today Second time
1: that? in a row <laughs> So I'm going to pick my game purely for a good tackle because that's what you love to see and everyone else was shy.
0: Diving. <laughs> <laughs> and the everything was out of order. Well, I'm going to... Remember, this is High B of the Week and it was for post-Hamilton game. So for me, I'm going to go for Stevie Mallon. Uh, I think if he didn't get onto the pitch at Aloa, then we were struggling. He, he did. He, he changed the game. Uh, against Aloua. Um maybe a bit Femble of a cop level out. Perhaps. It was maybe a little bit of a cop out because we were absolutely humming against Dundee. Well no, we were really good against Dundee United, but you can't really pick it you can't pick anyone for creating because he never scored and blah blah blah. So yeah, Stevie Mallon gets my vote. Um end of the day two pieces of individual skill. Um an unbelievable delivery into the box. Uh, sorry, two really good deliveries into the box got the goals at Alwa So Stevie Mallon gets my vote or my nomination. Unfortunately
2: so. for Ewan, um there's only about four folk include, and two of us are included that like Stevie Mallon that are Hibs fans. So thank you for sacrificing your vote or your nomination for high week. Moan we'll the Kelly in
1: that too because I think he found his level the night to be honest.
0: What does that say what does that say about everyone else that played in the game?
1: She's at the other off game, but Stevie Mallon found his level. Raj. <laughs> <laughs> right. ask silly questions, get silly answers. Right, Harry, we've already
0: started this debate. Are we debating or quizzing this evening? Uh, we're going, we're going for a week quiz, mate.
2: Going for a week quiz.
0: Excellent.
2: Hey, right. so are, are we kicking off now? Let's go for it. Hello, lads, and welcome to the Harry High B quiz festive edition. We've got some questions that aren't quite festive because you know how I do. But anyway, um, we're going to get fired straight into it. If you're new to the Harry High B quiz and you've just listened to your first podcast and this is it, um, pretty much ask vaguely Hibs-related questions. We ask random questions and then we fit Hibs into the answers where we can. Um, I can add and deduct points where I like. Um, Because these two tubes haven't seen Lord of the Rings, they are both starting on minus one point each, so please keep that in mind as I will forget it. Um, But yeah, we'll just get fired straight into it. Um, Jack Ross, obviously, our gaffer, he's kind of split hearts and minds just because a couple of results that went astray. Which Christmas film character is Jack Ross?
0: Ooh... Ooh. And
2: if, if that's if that's too vague, it can just be any Christmas type character. So if you want to cop out you can call him Santa Claus or Rudolph for that. But just any, I, I prefer film. But who is Jack Ross in terms of Christmas?
0: Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, right? Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll ask but if you I've check if you've seen the film because if you've know, then I'll change my answer. Have you seen Christmas? Right, but the Chronicles? listeners might have seen it, so so double down and explain right. it to us anyway. So I watched Christmas Chronicles last night with my sister, and it was it was very good actually. First time I've ever watched it, and Santa is an absolute fucking g. <laughs> <laughs> he, ends up, he ends up in the jail, and he just ends <laughs> up having like birds dropping at his feet in that, and. You're not telling me that Jack Ross doesn't go to jail in Hussie's Choice of all the little to rags that are in there. When did Hibs turn into Livingston?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, jeez.
2: I like it. All right, so we've got Santa Claus as a G as Jack Ross. I like that answer. Mr. Greg, what are we going
0: for?
1: so are we classing Love Actually as a Christmas film because I think I was is. thinking
0: that but yeah I, it's, it's, I was going to say Love Actually so I'm definitely saying that's a Christmas film right. can I just so say Love
2: Actually and Die Hard definitely Christmas films
1: Love Actually yes Die Hard no you want to lose another point mate is that, is that <laughs> he'll, he'll agree with you on anything to be fair you could uh, yeah. call him uh, anything in okay. the will be like you're right Harry anyway
2: Love game. Actually crack on mate. crack on.
1: right so Hugh Grant, in love actually, is the Prime Minister. That was the first thing that came in my head. Jack Ross, like Hugh Grant, is possibly quite handsome. He runs the show. He is in charge of, well, depends what week it is, but could be good, could be bad. Mm. Um, just a very handsome, well-dressed <laughs> gaffer, really. Think would be the best way to describe him. I was good. I was so close to saying that as well. I wish has I his moments at times, but who doesn't? I think he also does. Also, divide opinion, but um, yeah, well, I would have to say Jack ross's is, is Hugh Grant from Love actually.
2: All right, lads. So you've both started on minus one, and you've both gave very good answers. So you've both get that wiped out. You've got your bonus point first one of the week. So you're both up to zero, neutral, and. Pretty much the angle you were both going for is Jack Ross is a shagger. So therefore, <laughs> the questions I went for the same angle, I'll give you both the point for that one. I think you both gave good answers. I think you should be happy enough with that. So we're sitting at 1-1. One, one. Um, also, we've got a question submitted by by Ewan, believe it or not. This is this is a new thing for a High B quiz. The first question not submitted by a Harry. Um, he just put it in the group chat earlier. Um, which is the best Christmas Hibs-related gift you have given or received mm. In your lifetime, received or given? Just Ab's uh, gift
1: that you've been involved in.
0: Okay, received
1: me, would have been a, a yellow goalie top with Colgan one on the back.
0: Oh, Without I back. Like it. Cute. I didn't want to um, burn bridges here with any family members or potential ex-partners that have been, that listened to the podcast by any chance, but wow. I don't think I've ever received um, much Hibs gifts at Christmas, um, which staggers me. People, oh, you're so hard, hard to buy for. I'm really, no, just fucking go to the Hibs shop. It's not that difficult. But... As
1: they say, it's for wearing a maroon jersey. Um,
0: for me, the first, the first, I think, the first Hibs gift that I remember receiving um, was my first half-season ticket. Uh, when I was, I think I got that just, I think I turned seven in the January, I got it for the Christmas just before, Mm -hmm. Uh, that was my first, I got that as a Christmas present, half season ticket, and I've had one, had a season ticket ever since, so I'll go go with that.
2: Oh, well, um, my favourite one, uh, me and my sister, like, my dad's a Hibs family, Cussie, and we, like, it's the type of thing, I think when you get someone a festive present to do with a football team, they didn't normally use it that much. But we went in and we saw this, uh, what you call it? It was a beer mug, but it had like liquid inside it, but had a big Hibs badge on it. So what you had done is you stuck it in the freezer and it would freeze. And then you'd pour your beer in it and it would keep the beer chilled in that way If so you were drinking it. And I think he's used it like two times in his whole life. And I thought, that's a cracking gift. I would <laughs> give myself the point for this round if I could, to be honest. Um, but yeah, just because... Um, I'm thinking on Christmas Day if you're unwrapping a half season ticket I think you're going to be confused for a few seconds but I think if you're getting a goalie top you're going to be a bit more excited so just for that basis alone Greg you get the point for that round my man, no shame, um, man. So we're sitting at Greg 2 you and 1 going in blame, listen questions. mate
1: blame your family for not getting any good Ibs related gifts then they did get it every fucking year <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, no more <word laughs> than right? no word lie. again my, my, uh, my girlfriend at the time as well but See the year this Christmas after we won the Scottish Cup? I was like, what the fuck are you all playing it?" I was like, you had the easiest opportunity to just fill your boots with the easiest Christmas presents ever and not a thing. Like, I think I, I, long I, long. I think I give I give uh, at least one Hibs-related present every year. Um, don't know if I have this year, actually. Though.
2: Mm. In
0: fact, I have, but I got fucking bumped. Someone else in the family said, oh, no, I'll just give them that.
2: Oh, fief. Get them teeth butted. Stick it on them. But anyway, going into question Can I even three.
1: sprawl and boozy at the <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're sitting on question three. We're sitting on uh, Greg to you and one. Um, So Greg obviously sounds like he's part of the Italian mafia. He sounds like he's from the Godfather this week. Um, Which Hibs player slash uh, staff member is most gangster? This is Chris <laughs> And doesn't it all have to be Christmas? I said it's going to be vaguely related to Christmas. Um, aye, there you go. Well, it's Christmas time and Greg sounds like a gangster, so there you go. <laughs> so but which player slash staff member is most gangster in your opinion? Current current squad. Um, aye, currently at the club. So unfortunately you can't say Liam Dempster this time.
0: <laughs> 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 currently, in the, currently in the team, most gangster. Right, I've got... So, I'm thinking Scottish gangster. So, I'm thinking head of the young team. John Potter, absolute bam. Aye, that's true
1: to be fair. Nothing more needs to be said.
2: I, I like it, I like it. That's good logic. Greg, what are we going for?
1: Right, so we've both seen the film Goodfellas.
2: Aye, same category as Godfather. Right,
1: right so I'm going to go for Paul, aka Polly McGinn. <laughs> And I'll tell you why. <laughs> one, he's the only one I could think of that I could shoe on a name into his name. Two, because he just goes about his business. He doesn't he doesn't make a fuss. You know, he, he knows that he's not technically gifted. He's um, he lets everyone else do the dirty work and occasionally pops up with something out of the ordinary, like a double against St. Johnston, like an absolute thunder bastard in the top corner against Hamilton. So for me, it has to be Paulie McGinn.
0: Very gangster, eh? Scoring against Hamilton.
1: <laughs> um, oh, here he comes, here he comes.
2: Just on the basis that I'll, I'll, I'll one day plan on being a gangster myself. I don't know if you've been able to tell, but I am quite a gangster human. Um, but... If I was to be the mob boss and I was to have an assistant, I do think this, this was actually part of my plan. This has nothing to do with a high B quiz. I just wanted tips on who I should recruit. Um, and I probably would go for John Potter out the two. So I'm sorry. It was a good description, Greg, as to why Paul McGinn. But I, I didn't think I'd be um, that intimidated if he came up to me and started like pointing guns in my face. I'd just be like, Paul, just come on, get back to right back, matey. So <laughs> I don't like the idea, but I come on. Um, so aye, we're going into question for firing straight into it. We've got another non-Hibs uh, related question, but we've got another leadership type question. So it's a festive slash leadership type quiz this week. So we're sitting 2-2. Um, which current Hibs player, so has to be in the squad, would you most like to see manage Hibs one day? Be the gaffer at Hibs. can be old or young. The more creative you are, obviously, the more I'll enjoy it, but your choice. So in the dugout, replacing Mr. Handsome Jack Ross, who are we taking?
1: someone equally as handsome. Oh, this is so obvious. <laughs> oh. Where here we go for Greg. You're quite, you're quite finished. Oh, here we
0: go. Darren <laughs> McGregor, because he's handsome and he's got a nice beard and he loves hibs. Right, well.
1: Clear view. Close to the tram tonight. Um, sitting there with a fucking hips top on, <laughs> silly, silly man. Um, I was actually going to see Darren McGregor, yes, and my reasoning is. So, he has hips through and through, despite a couple of years in in exile in Glasgow. Um, he knows his stuff. He's he's not he's not good enough to play anymore, but. I tell you what, see, see if you want a manager that's really going to fire boys up. You think boys are going to want to go out there and maybe half-arse it if they're going to face him at half-time or face him at full-time? I don't think so. Eh? And, and you look at the other managers on the touchline. You know, Neil Lennon v Jim Duffy. Darren McGregor wouldn't have sat back and just shouted a couple of words. He would have been diving in there. He <laughs> would have been heeding them. So, ah, you know, intimidating manager for other managers as well. So, I think uh, I think Darren McGregor would be a good a good fit. And let's see what Mister Wilson has to say because clearly he knows everything about everyone.
0: Nah, to be fair, um, <coughs> I think Darren McGregor is probably in, in in the current squad the most obvious one, and not obvious like, but like I genuinely think that if it's going to happen, it'll yeah, be you know, that's The guy, yeah. yeah. But um, sorry for the reasons that Greg said as well, but. One that I think would be very good, uh, almost for the opposite reasons as what Greg said in terms of the fire. And I think Louis Stevenson, again, pretty obvious. Um, I was going to go doing the fucking stupid route with like Martin Boyle or something like that and just say, we'd never fucking defend and we'd just make stupid mistakes. But no, nah, I think Louis Stevenson one day, um, it wouldn't surprise me if he never bothered being a manager. I don't think he'd like the spotlight, but if he was a manager, he could be a very good manager. Very quiet man, uh, very knowledgeable of the game, and what about he becomes the first person to win the League Cup, the Scottish Cup as a player, and the League Cup and the Scottish Cup as a manager? And I think he's an absolute hero. He's still he's still going strong now. And let's be real: in fifteen years' time, if our left backs are injured, we can probably still rely on Lewis Stevenson just <laughs> slopping in for one game, and a winger still going to get past him.
1: So, one game, maybe play in the full season, to be fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, lads, I'm going to go
2: for something a bit controversial here. And believe it or not, neither of you are getting a point. Greg, I think that as a manager, I think Darren McGregor would be a bit more comfortable. I don't think that Darren McGregor is really that aggressive. I, I know he's had his moments in that, but I think as a manager, I think he'd be kind of cool, calm and collected. Is that when we play Hertz?
1: He literally know. wrapped his arm <laughs> in Morelos' heed mid-flight, but he's calm. I, think, I, think
2: a, I don't think I couldn't imagine Darren McGregor giving a hair dryer treatment that might just be me I just couldn't see it and also you and you touched on the fact I don't think that Louis Stevenson's really manager material I can imagine him being like a good first team coach or maybe coaching the under 21s or something but I don't, I don't see him as a manager I love the concept and I love the theory John Potter pardon You'll just get John Potter in as his assistant. <laughs> but then, tactically, I don't think Louis Stevenson's going to be the one that's going to be pulling all the
0: strings in right. So He yeah. can play hold in midfield. He can play left back. He can play left side there free at Brooks. boy's a tactical genius. I love Louis Stevenson.
2: I love Darren McGregor. But for the reasons you gave, we're going in for a tiebreaker. We're going to end this festive slash leadership quiz with this. This is going to be the decider. I'm, I'm not having any... What's I, the score this the in.
0: Like in What's overall field? in the season? Pardon? What's the score overall in the season? 6-3? Six 6-3 Six Six three
2: three. to Greg. So, so this, is, this is big. This is big. If, it could be a four-point advantage going into Christmas. And that, as you can, is a big, big game. Hmm. So we're we're going to do it as we used to do. This is going to be a quick fire. I'll let you have five seconds. And then just get it in your head and i will ask you one by one. Okay? So which Christmas song best defines Hibernian Football Club? I'm going to count down from five, and then Greg, you're going to give your answer. And after Greg's given his answer, you and you're going to give your answer. Okay? So, which Christmas song best describes Hibernian Football Club? Five, four, three,
0: two, one. Greg? Baby, you please come home, Oh, Ewan. Eh, uh, one more sleep
1: by Leona Lewis. Absolute banger.
2: <sighs> Lads, my heart's racing. two oh two solid answers. Are we justifying? Are we giving the not not it's, it's a quite oh, clear right. one. Oh,
0: right. that's
2: that's one. what I'm saying. So that that was it, eh? you <laughs> both given absolute crackers. I would sing along with in the car. Um but I'm afraid to say the gap was big. And it's got slightly shorter this week, Ewan takes it there, I do <laughs> love a bit of
1: <laughs> so,
2: a Greg commiserations, but Ewan, how are you feeling? You've won your fantasy football league, congratulations for that, I do have to say that as I was slacking them off earlier in the season, but now you've won your first high-week quiz since
0: October? I think. Who knows, oh, I so, absolutely. how are you feeling, mate? I'm buzzing, mate, ready to kick on second half the season. And Darth Vader, how are you feeling after
1: losing? It is Christmas, so I suppose I better give him one back, yeah. You've full <laughs> before fucking crucifying him next season. Hi, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. right, so thank you very much for joining the Harry High quiz. It is now six to Greg and four to you. And I'll pass you back to the host, Ewan. How are you getting on?
0: me, cheers. So, just before we wrap up, let's, uh, I wanted to just do a uh, quick fire question to both of you as well. Seeing as we've got Rangers on Boxing Day, um... New Year Christmas period is renowned for games coming thick and fast. What is your favourite Christmas period game? So forget New Year's Day and stuff, but Christmas period. So we're talking sort of game before Boxing Day, Boxing Day, up to about the 28th, 29th. What would you say your favourite Hibs game is in that period of time? Five, four, three, two, one.
2: When we pumped them at Easter Road, it was an absolute cracker, and I was walking down the stairs, it was a 4-0 game, I was walking down the stairs, and I swear to God, I made the eye contact, the boy must have been about 6-year-old in the Rangers crowd, and I was like, I hope that ruins your Christmas, you wee gimp, and it was one of the <laughs> finest moments of my life, I loved it, eh? so that, that just for that moment there, but that game, that was 4-0 going on 7-0, that was yeah. unbelievable, that assist from Scott Allen is so underrated, the one and oh, the one where he like loops it over oh! and David oh. Gray, see when the world stopped when David Gray took a touch and smacked the top corner bliss, absolute bliss
1: for Greg, Greg uh, Hibbs festive game that one as well, purely for the fact that Ian Black got hooked after 35 minutes after <laughs> Scott Allen walked all about the park like Mate, a wee dug
0: you're being kind, I'm not even sure if it was 35 minutes
1: walked uh, about like oh, a wee
0: dug hopefully we see more of the same at the, at the weekend 6 out of 6 by the next time we come back after Christmas. Thanks again, lads. Cheers. Yes, cheers.